0: This is Affliction Affliction Fiction, Fiction, a podcast regarding writers and artists who quite literally make their characters sick. I'm James Ewer.
1: And I'm Jennifer Horlick, and it's James Ewer's birthday as we record this.
0: (laughs) Great, thanks. Okay.
1: On this show, we analyze illnesses that exist in fictional works, such as TV, books, and film, and how they relate to the real world.
0: And this week, we will be responding to a fan question sent in via Facebook comment by a certain Michael Horlick.
1: Doesn't ring a bell. I've never heard of him.
0: Anyway, he asks, Dear Affliction Fiction Experts, I recently drank what I thought was some vintage whiskey from my liquor cabinet, but have not been feeling well since. My symptoms are similar to those exhibited by the crew of the Starship Enterprise in 2266. At one point, I took off my shirt and started fencing. Is it possible I have polywater intoxication, or is that a fictional condition? Thanks. Well, Michael, it's an interesting query you propose.
1: Yes, indeed. I have no idea who you are. (laughs) Great. So I believe this fan of our show is referring to an epidemic in Season 1, Episode 4 of the original Star Trek series. And in this episode, the Starship Enterprise is orbiting the planet Psy 2000 where inhabitants are mysteriously dying.
0: You know, Jennifer, I just love that today, the biggest film franchise in history, Star Wars, came out with a new film. And here we are talking about Star Trek.
1: You know, after this episode, I'll go home and think about fictional illnesses in Star Wars.
0: Anyway, Mr. Spock and Lieutenant Joe explore the planet in order to collect information as to why its people are dying. And um, for some reason that's not really made clear, Joe decides to take off one of his gloves. And consequently, an unidentifiable red liquid comes into contact with his hand. And back on the ship, we see that Joe can't stop wiping his hand on his shirt as if he has something on it, even though nothing is visibly present on it.
1: Then, Joe starts doing strange things, like sweating profusely and acting unnecessarily violent with his shipmates.
0: You sure you're, uh, alright now, Joe? We've gotta leave. We're all a bunch of hypocrites. Stick our noses into something that we've got no business. What are we doing out here, anyway? Take it easy, Joe. Bring pain and trouble with us. Leave men and women stuck out on freezing planets until they die. What are we doing out here in space? Good? What good? We're polluting it, destroying it. We've got no business being out here, no business. Take it easy now, If a man was supposed to fly, he'd have wings. If he was supposed to be out in space, he wouldn't need air to breathe, wouldn't need life support systems to keep him from freezing to death. Hey, Joey, put the knife down, huh? You're all steamed up, Joe. We don't belong here. It's not ours. Not ours. Destroying and watching. We don't belong. I don't belong. Six people died down there. Why do I deserve to live?
1: And after accidentally stabbing himself with a dinner knife or a butter knife, I'm not really sure it didn't look that sharp, uh, during a violent outburst with Sulu and Riley... Joe undergoes a simple procedure and, to the surprise of the doctor, dies.
0: This is the logic of television in 1966, folks. Not too long after, Sulu and Riley start displaying similar symptoms. They sweat a lot and they act very strangely. For example, as Mr. Horlick mentioned, Sulu decides to take off his shirt and starts wielding a fencing sword around the ship.
1: Also, Riley stumbles around the ship like he's drunk and takes over the ship's control room. Everyone who Riley and Sulu come into contact with seem to eventually exhibit the same strange symptoms. The starship Enterprise starts to descend into chaos as the ship is uncontrollably spiraling back towards the planet Psy while an epidemic is spreading quickly throughout the ship.
0: By the end of the episode, the doctor discovers that the water from the planet Psy, which is transmitted by touch and perspiration, is affecting the humans like alcohol in that it's limiting inhibitions and therefore causing them to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. Well, bio. We've isolated it. Start preparing serum. What, doctor? <laughs> it's water. Somehow on this planet, water's changed to a complex chain of molecules. What's that, doctor? That's how we missed it. It passed from man to man through perspiration. Once in the bloodstream, it acts like alcohol. Depresses the centers of judgment, self-control. Now get someone to the lab. Tell them the serum works and start preparing more. <laughs> He ends up creating a serum to reverse the effects of the being infected by size water. So Joe is the only casualty of the episode, even though a number of other crew members, including Captain Kirk, become infected.
1: So it should be noted that polywater as a concept was not exclusive to Star Trek. During the early 1960s, a polymerized form of water was believed to have been discovered by two Soviet scientists, because the water they were working with had a different density, freezing point, and boiling point compared to normal water.
0: This supposed discovery was made public in 1966, the same year that this particular episode of Star Trek came out.
1: By 1969,
0: polywater had become the subject of considerable media attention.
1: In 1973, however, it was determined that what was thought to be polywater was actually just regular water being contaminated by certain organic compounds. Therefore, while polywater intoxication is a fictional disease, its creation was rooted in a current event which had not yet been disproven.
0: Now since Joe is initially infected with polywater intoxication from another planet's water, we can compare the disease to waterborne diseases as a whole.
1: Waterborne diseases are usually caused by microorganisms, biotoxins, and toxic contaminants. Severe rainfall or snowfall tends to lead to outbreaks of waterborne diseases. And some of the most common waterborne diseases are cholera, schistosomiasis, salmonella, and other gastrointestinal
0: diseases. Cholera causes severe diarrhea and dehydration and can be fatal if left untreated. And for more details on cholera, you can refer back to our Red Death episode as we do go into detail about cholera there as well. Amazing. We are.
1: <laughs> You're so brave.
0: Probably think this podcast's about you. you're so vain.
1: schistosomiasis is caused by parasitic worms, and its symptoms are rash, itchy skin, fever, chills, cough, and muscle aches. Exhibited symptoms are the body's response to the worms laying eggs, not the worms themselves.
0: You know what I say to schistosomiasis? what dang schista. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Okay. Salmonella is a common bacterial disease that affects the intestinal tract and usually causes no symptoms. If symptoms do occur, they can be diarrhea, fever, and abdominal cramps. Most people recover from salmonella without treatment within a few days.
0: In essence, the only similarity between waterborne diseases and polywater intoxication is method of transmission in that it is a waterborne disease. None of its actual symptoms relate to real-life waterborne diseases.
1: Polywater intoxication symptoms mostly align with alcoholism and just being drunk in general. Uh, Not that I would know anything about that since Mr. Horlick is listening. Not that I know who that is, but just, just to clarify, I don't know anything about alcohol usage.
0: Dang, Shista! Now, one common disease caused by excessive alcohol consumption is alcohol poisoning. It occurs after consuming large amounts of alcohol within a short period of time.
1: Alcohol poisoning affects breathing, heart rate, body temperature, and gag reflex. In serious cases, it can lead to coma or death. And the symptoms of alcohol poisoning usually include confusion, vomiting, seizures, slow and or irregular breathing, blue-tinged skin or pale skin, low body temperature, and unconsciousness.
0: Another alcohol-related disease that occurs because of long-time alcohol usage is alcoholic polyneuropathy. This illness is the feeling of pain and tingling in limbs after drinking too much alcohol habitually.
1: Alcohol in excess can alter levels of certain nutrients that are necessary for proper nerve function and can permanently damage nerves. Symptoms of alcoholic polyneuropathy mainly include numbness, tingling, and spasms of legs and arm muscles. This disease also affects the urinary system, causing constipation, diarrhea, and problems urinating.
0: We could also compare the symptoms of polywater intoxication to the behavior of alcoholics. Now, much debate and discussion has been had over the topic of whether alcoholism should or should not be classified as a disease or disorder. For instance, regarding alcoholism, comedian Mitch Hedberg is once quoted to have said this. But alcoholism is a disease, but it's like the only disease that you can get yelled at for having
1: Currently, the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-5, classifies signs of alcohol abuse or dependence as AUD, or alcohol use disorder. According to the DSM-5, alcohol use disorder is indicated by the presence of any two of 12 specified symptoms in the past year.
0: These symptoms include drinking longer or more in one sitting than intended, Failing to reduce drinking despite a desire to do so. Spending a lot of time drinking or dealing with its after effects. Wanting a drink so badly that it becomes difficult to think about anything else. Drinking interfering with work, school, or family. Continuing to drink despite it causing trouble with family or friends. Giving up on important or enjoyable activities in order to drink getting into situations after drinking in which there is an increased chance of injury, continuing to drink despite it causing another mental or physical health problem, having to drink substantially more in order to achieve the same effect as before, and having withdrawal symptoms after the effects of alcohol have diminished. And remember, even though this is a long list of symptoms, displaying a mere two of them indicates a mild case of alcohol use disorder.
1: To reiterate some of the symptoms of alcoholism, alcoholics tend to isolate themselves miss work or school, have poor personal hygiene, and behave in bizarre ways. They may become emotionally, physically, and verbally abusive. Alcoholism also causes people to act violently, such as how Sulu and Joe act when suffering from polywater water intoxication.
0: Heavy drinking can release an excessive amount of dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter that regulates perception of pleasure. This abundance of dopamine can prevent a person from sensing emotions that are negative yet protective, such as fear and discomfort. This can therefore lower a person's inhibitions and cause them to act in ways that they otherwise wouldn't. So to answer your question, Michael, polywater intoxication is indeed a fictional illness. What you drank very likely was whiskey. And judging by your subsequent actions, more than enough of it.
1: As I said before, I have no idea who this fan is, j- just a random fan of our podcast. Dang, Shista. Now, there is a bit of an issue in simply referring to polywater as being like alcohol, since alcohol only affects people in such an extreme manner when it is consumed excessively and recklessly. The characters in the episode affected by polywater Water intoxication make severely poor decisions, like Joe turning a knife to himself and Riley deliberately overriding the controls that were necessary to prevent the death of the entire crew. By making the comparison between polywater and alcohol, Star Trek seems to make the implication that alcohol alone has the potential to lead to exceedingly poor choices, when in actuality, alcohol in conjunction with irresponsible usage of it is what causes it.
0: It's also interesting to note that while polywater intoxication is transmitted physically, its resulting symptoms are mental, whereas typically with mental illness, the only physical means of transmission is sometimes heredity. Otherwise, any physical factors that contribute to the development of mental illness are self-incurred. Um, psychological factors which lead to mental illness generally aren't directly passed from another person either. They can certainly be incited or cultivated by the actions of other people, such as having to cope with someone else's death or the divorce of one's parents, but disorders of the mind are generally not given directly from one person to another, and depicting them in this way can be regarded as sort of undermining the importance of factors which do cause the onset of mental illness.
1: That's all we have to say for now, but what do you think?
0: Do you have a question or contribution to today's discussion?
1: Do you know of a fictional illness that you'd like us to talk about?
0: Do you have personal experience with a condition similar to a fictional one which you'd like to discuss? Or do you just in general have another query like Michael Horlick?
1: Thanks, Michael Horlick. If so, send us an email at afflictionfiction at wnyu.org. For now, I'm Jennifer Horlick.
0: And I'm James Ewer. Thanks for listening.
1: And get well soon.
0: Star Trek The Original Series, Season 1, Episode 4, The Naked Time, was written by John D.F. Black and is property of CBS Television Distribution.
1: Feel It Still was written by Portugal the Man, John Hill, Asa Tacone, Brian Holland, Robert Bateman, and Frederick Gorman and is property of Atlantic Records.
0: You're So Vain was written by Carly Simon and is property of Elektra Records.
1: Comedy Central presents Season 1, Episode 6, starring Mitch Hedberg, is property of Comedy Central.
0: Lover's Carvings by Bibio was written by Stephen Wilkinson and is property of Warp Records.